and welcome to Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast, being recorded at your favorite spot in mine, the beaches of Cape Cod. Yep. Today we're visiting Sandy Neck, and it's low tide. You know what that means? That means you can walk out if you wanted to. Now, you have to be brave. Don't forget it's May. But you can walk out and far and far, and it's only up to your ankles. If you actually go further down the Cape towards Dennis, there's a spot called Mayflower, and I always call that the Caribbean of the Cape because the water is so crystalline clear and teal and especially at low tide it's magical i like coming to sandy neck because there's not a lot of people here it's very rocky but it's a great spot to just be quiet plus there's incredible dunes here i like to hike over in them sometimes when i'm doing my walk and talks the sun is coming down and it's about 70 degrees and it just feels so good to be sitting here and enjoying the breeze (sighs) and just thinking about everything that I've gone through in the last three weeks. Today's podcast is about my experience on Thursday with Dr. Chatson. So it was my three-week follow-up post-breast implant explant surgery. So remember, I had my 17-year-old silicone implants removed I also then had a fat transfer so which means I had liposuction from a couple spots in my body and I had that fat pumped in my boobs I was at a lift it says saggy it's just who I am okay it's important for you to understand a bit of that recap even though if you probably heard this podcast or a couple other podcasts on this topic because it's going to lend to um the biggest compliment I probably could have gotten from somebody who doesn't know me directly. I'm coming from Dr. Chatson. So three weeks was a big, big, important uh, appointment because, number one, I knew I was getting out of the pexy bra. So a lot of people like to understand or ask me, like, what? why were you in this pexy bra? What's going on? So my case was definitely a little more specific and unique than what most women are doing with their explants. I mentioned to you that I was getting a fat transfer and a lift all at the same time. And a lot of people don't choose to do all of them at the same time. Some of them maybe will do one or the other later. And then in addition to this, Dr. Chatson believed in using this bra that basically is like a big self-adhesive bandage. And then he paints a type of chemical on top of it that hardens it so it becomes a cast so I called it my boob cast and it's immobilizing the breast tissue so it can vascularize because the biggest problem with doing a fat transfer is the fat doesn't take to the area you're moving into because it dies okay that's layman's terms so we don't want necrosis or death of this fat we want it to ensure that it gets a good blood supply and the best way to do that is to make it so it doesn't move or immobilize it so I was stuck in this bra it had first of all like this they put down like some kind of um i don't know like surgical athletic tape of some sort i've never seen it before now remember i'm like high as a fucking kite like coming out of post-op so this is what i see them doing and then they put on top of it the adhesive which looks like a flexible band-aid and then they painted something on top of that and then they put me in like a pink 
bra that had like Velcro in the center. And I lived in that for three weeks straight. Actually, I'm, I'm blown away that I made it that far. I mean, if I'm told to do something, I'm going to do it. But I got to tell you, like, I found out that people don't follow the rules. And they'll be like, oh, it fell off. Or they'll cut it off. Or, like, people have adverse reactions because it's adhesive. But I stayed the course. And a little insight to that. If you are somebody who's going to be wearing that, number one, if you can get to your first post-op appointment and talk about where your restrictions are, meaning like, oh, I'm noticing this in my armpit or in my back or whatever have you, they will trim it up for you. And Jonathan and I didn't get to go to that because, remember, he got COVID the day I got home from surgery. And so we had to skip that first initial post-op appointment. And that was the appointment where they maybe would have trimmed this bra and then also where they would have taken out the drains. So at any rate, um, at the second post-op appointment, she trimmed that bra for me and it was like night and day. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I can breathe better. I can move my arms more. It's not as restrictive and pulling down internally into, towards my chest. So I was able to feel like the last week I was wearing it kind of flew by. The first 10 to 14 days, I got to tell you, now that I'm looking back, I was living hour by hour. I probably didn't understand the, um, not just complexity, but I didn't understand the intensity of my procedure and how challenging an outcome might be uh, like a desired outcome might be until I actually had this post-op I mean I knew it was like complicated and multifactorial I was under surgery or under anesthesia for five and a half six hours by the way that was probably one of the hardest things to recover from anesthesia is no fucking joke and it will knock you on your ass and I've never been under anesthesia for that long that's a long ass time and now having had that experience, I probably would have maybe gotten a few other things in place like post-op because I felt really unwell. Remember, if you were following me on Instagram, my throat was like all itchy and scratchy for like a three days afterwards. I was super hoarse. I took a teaspoon or two of honey and that was super helpful a couple days. Um, I mean, and we'll fuck with your boom booms. That plus, I took one day of like the oxy because I just the first night I got home it was terrible pain, and then um, you know that messed with everything too. But I again, I'm sharing all that backstory with you on this surgery because I didn't really understand like how much of a fucking rock star I was until I got to <laughs> the third post-op appointment because I made it. And I made it in the sense of like I physically made it to that appointment where I followed the rules. I kept the bra in. I didn't shower with it. You know, I, I did the things I was asked to do in order to have like the best outcome. There's also things I did that I wasn't asked to do. But I knew that for me, I had to do them in order to be okay with the reveal of my new titties. What do I mean by that? gonna make a generalization and you know I might be wrong on this but probably not most women who get breast implants are leading with some sort of aesthetic foot okay 
course yours truly was remember i had breasts that looked like little dog ears they were flappy they were triangular they were pointing towards the ground a big areola they just didn't have any um, elasticity or collagen to them and so i had wanted some fullness put to them that's why we did an implant and then they were still sagging so then we ended up doing a lift afterwards and they served me for the period of time that they did until they no longer did and when i was starting to realize hey i have to take these guys out it's time which by the way was a four-year process i need you to understand that if you're in this camp of oh my gosh implants this is not so good i i don't know if i want to cross this bridge like this seems like a lot or you're scared what you're going to look like or you're scared about the pain or the surgery or the experience please know that it took me four years to even get here that's a long time and that's okay because i just had to first of all admit that something was going on and then i decided i was going to run from that the other direction and then I had to do some other work on myself. A lot of internal work on my self-love, my self-acceptance. And that's a journey's hard as fuck. And, you know, you'll have ups and downs with that. Left, right, sideways, all of it. But you keep going. And once I got to a little bit more stable place with that, that's when I was like, okay, it's time to search who my doctor is going to be because I know that I'm going to do this and make it real. So let's set up a consult. And then that, again, took about a year and a half, two years because the waiting list is long to even just get a consult and then to put the surgery at the right time for me. And there I was. In this time that I had between... So here's the fucked up thing. Once you decide that you want them out, you want them out yesterday. But then you have to wait like this year and a half or whatever. And you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> what am I going to do at this time? I can't be mad at my body. I can't try to rip them out. But what I can do is continue my internal work journey. And that's what I did. I continued working on my relationship with how I appear, my self-talk, my self-confidence, my self-worth, value, and, you know, physically, like, okay, here's my balance of how I'm eating, how I'm taking care of my body, how I'm moving my body. And I've kind of gotten to a great place where I can eat in a way that brings me joy and that is nourishing and that gives love and fulfillment, but also, like, isn't so hot and cold that I feel like I have to undo the, the damage or punishment that I did before because I don't do that anymore. I used to live in that landscape and it was fucking exhausting. Same thing with freaking out. I never was a punisher in that space. And I know a lot of my clients actually come from that world. But I was just more like, I just want to work out so I can move my body. But I'd like to also like look like I work out. Like I'm spending some time in the gym. I don't want to still look that I don't even step foot in here, right? And I, there's a time in my body where that it was the case. Okay, so now we're at a point where, hey, uh, the food stuff's pretty balanced. We've been keeping that kicking for four years. That's good. We've been consistent with workouts for a long time, but we've now found the kind of workouts that feel best for us, right? Some, some cardio here and there, some walking and getting outside in nature, then some lifting and resistance training. So all of this leads to what I wanted to know about Blue Shirt. Because 
is if you, I, this is my belief, if you're leading with, I'm scared of what my boobs are going to look like, and that's your first step in towards this, I'm removing my implants experience, I feel like that can be dangerous. And that can be scary. Because if you're all hinging everything upon that, you might come out on the other side very disappointed or upset or really hurt or scared or depressed or anxious. I have, there's so many feelings I'm sure that can come from it. And I knew that that could be the case. And I was like, there's no way that I want that. I just, I can't. I know these have to come out. So what's the back work that I have to do in order to try to mentally prepare for what things could be? And I did. Everything I told you. So, um, John, th- this is where, I mean, Jonathan's been such a fucking champ. He's been literally my angel sent to me from the heavens. Uh, Nurse Jonathan has been everything that I could have imagined. But... He said this to me, which was so smart. And I had thought about this, but the fact that he came and said it to me before I asked him, it was even better. About a week before the surgery, before the third appointment, he said, hey, when we go to your reveal next week, I was thinking maybe you should just go in and see your new boobs by yourself. And I'll just wait for you. And then if you feel like you want to show me, you can call me back. And I thought, wow, thank you for that gift. Because, you know, we like to do everything together. I'm also very independent. So for him to just kind of see, like, wanting me to have that experience by myself really felt like I felt seen. I felt honored. And I felt, like, given space. And that, that was special. So we decided on this, and so that was fine. So they take me back, and Shelly, uh, Nurse Shelly, starts to take off this pexy bra. And holy fucking shit, like, honestly, th- just going through that alone, which I knew was going to be bad, was, like, so terrible. It was melted basically into my skin, in her words. And she, we were just talking about everything we possibly could in life, and she was doing counter pressure, trying to peel it back, and I was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> So I was just breathing and going to like this mantra space and being like, if I can get, I can get through this, I can get through anything. And before we proceed further with that, I want you to understand how fucking smart your brain is. Because people, I think, wanted to know like, how bad did this hurt? Like everything. Guess what? The brain can't concentrate on pain in many areas of the body all at the same time. So what it did was it compartmentalized everything. So the first thing I thought pain-wise or discomfort-wise was I had pain like in my left lat. You'll see that if you go look at my highlights, like I'm stoned as hell out of surgery. And I tell you guys, like the pain I had the most was my left lat. Must have been a way that they put me in the OR. And then after that, it was the fat transfer sites or the harvesting sites, right? So my outer and inner thighs, my lower abdomen. And I couldn't really tell about my boobs. Like I knew that they were there, but I didn't have like pain or discomfort with those. And then as time went on, and things were, my body was starting to pull away and shrink because all the fluid was starting to go away and the inflammation. I could start to notice my breasts and I was like, okay. And then when Michelle when was like basically ripping my skin off with the, 
and he said, I was like, oh, okay, here we are. Um, and I was like, Shelly, I believe you're ripping my skin off. It's fine. We're going to get through this, but I just want you to understand, like, what's going on on my side of things. She's an angel also sent to me as a just wonderful human um, and a caregiver. And she just walked me through it. And she would tell me where we were, and then we would breathe. So then I come out. So I've been in this bandage, and the bandage has been sticking to me. And then, like... Think of, like, if you, like, have, like, a little um, air bubble in your tape or, like, a the tape kind of tape kind of sticks to itself and then it, like, makes a bump in, like, whatever you're trying to close up. Well, so my skin had, like, all these ridges and bumps in it because it was so bound up. So I also had to, in my mind, be like, all right, this is not a girl who's just getting to see her new boobs for the first time having been in, like, an ace wrap bandage like most women coming out of the surgery. Like, I've been, this is not going to be great. <laughs> Like your skin's gonna look all fucked up. Also, um, my skin is very sensitive to pressure. So if I like lean back on a wrought iron chair for maybe like 10 minutes, I'll get up from it and then I'll have like hash marks in my back from blood blisters. That's just how my skin works. So I was like, I'm probably gonna have some kind of like pressure marks on my body. All right, so Shelly gets the bandage off and she's like, Okay, so do you want to see? I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. I do want to see. I kind of, like, forgot. I, she's like, I'm going to get Dr. Chatson. I'm like, oh, yeah, wait. Before we let any of the boys in the house, like, let me, like, have a moment. So she walks me up, and we get to the mirror. And I just said, fuck, yeah. God, I look good. <laughs> I'm like, I love them. They're so cute. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm like, go get them. Go get them. So she had Dr. Chatson. And then she went to get Jonathan. And I'm so glad that she got him at the time she did because Jonathan came in and Shelly's there, Jonathan's there. And we're just talking about like, okay, we're, you know, these sites are recovered. Like your liposuction area is like, you're only three weeks. Like I wouldn't even assess these until six weeks, but really like four to six months. Like we'll really understand what your sculpting looks like. And I'm like, wow, really? Yeah, okay. So that's interesting news. And then also... And this is where I kind of feel like I, um, I didn't make a mistake. I just had a misunderstanding because as much as I researched and knew what was going on, um, for some reason I thought Dr. Chatson was doing an anchor lift and I didn't realize until later on that day that he did not do an anchor lift. I'll explain to you what he did in a second. So Jonathan's sitting in there and Dr. Chatson is just doing his assessment and I looked at him and I said, you're an artist and I want to thank you. These turn out better than I could have imagined and I can't wait to see, you know, how they continue to improve because this is perfect for me. You gave me my body back. And he said, I wish I would have recorded this because the words just make me so full of joy and validate all the work that I've done he said you know there's see me for surgery but I'd like to tell you that you are one of the most ready candidates that I've ever had because I I see the work that you've done both mentally physically and emotionally and for you to come into this having done all that 
work really is a pleasure to be able to work with someone like you and we had a hug and I and Jonathan was just like giving a little clap on the side because he knows he's watched me go through this he's been with me for 12 years he's seen the highs and the lows self-hatred the self-disgust at times the challenges the working through the crap that I've gone through and um to be appreciated by a professional sees a lot of women who are so broken when they go to see him and don't come out the other side with that self-appreciation and love and are maybe disappointed or frustrated that felt really good and um, it made me proud and it helped um, me to say gosh this was all done at the right time and for all the right reasons you know so we ultimately decided this is, I mean, you know, I, at, there never could have been a better decision for me and my body at that time um, to remove the implants. But I will also tell you, have people had asked me, why are you doing a fat transfer? You're trying to be more natural. And I said, I feel like that's natural. I'm using my own body to shift and to morph and give myself a chance give myself a chance to actually have a little bit of boob because if I didn't I really wouldn't and not all women have the ability to be able to have a fat transfer so the choice was also then validated and guess what they're changing and getting better every day so the glow you guys keep telling me about that you're seeing I think it's two things number one I've heard anything on Instagram or in real life, especially. People are like, wow. But no, really, you're glowing. What's going on? What, your eyes? Why are, they're so bright. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe this. And it's because, well, the silicone's out of my body. So let's start with that. But the other reason is I'm happy. I mean, really happy. I'm happy and confident as fuck. I am so confident in my body. And there's something about this. Like, I've always been confident. But I think there's, like, this crazy sexuality that's happening that's just, like, coming out of my pores in the most, like, beautiful, womanly way. That's just saying, like, this is what my body's supposed to look like. You are balanced. You feel good. You, you're here. And we've been waiting for you. So to be able to have the kind of people in my corner to support me through this entire process, which by the way, again, we're only three weeks into recovery because there's a whole host of other things that are on tap for recovery, okay? But literally just having been out of surgery, getting out of anesthesia, getting out of the girdle, then getting out of the pexy bra. These are like huge fucking mile markers. We have to celebrate those part of the journey right just like I talk with my clients about weight loss I mean don't get pissed because you didn't lose 10 pounds in four weeks friends how about you instead flip it and you say oh I got outside for my half an hour walk today gold star I drank 100 ounces of water today high five I made sure I had lean protein with every meal super proud of me good job 
okay? Leading with the small, steady, sustainable changes that you can be consistent with is what's going to get you there. This healing journey of mine, I fully anticipate to take at least 12 months, if not 18, up to full two years. Because I have my implants in for 17 years and they say, for as long as you've had them in, give yourself one more That's at least a year and a half. I'll tell you right now, my skin's starting to get more oil to it. I call it like, to call it grease-tastic. Mm, I'm sleeping better. I mean like better. Beta. My energy's coming back. The libido, I think, is really starting to make an appearance. Okay. You just wait. So there you have it. Three-week update post-explant. If you guys are thinking about having an explant and you're just not sure where to start or you're scared, please send me a DM. Please send me a message, an email, because I'm an open book. I will share with you as much as I possibly can. Myself, resources, whatever I know to try to help you make a decision that's going to be right for you. And if you found this episode helpful and you know someone in your life who might be considering this, could you share it with them? Maybe rate, review, or subscribe to this little podcast of mine. I know it's a lot of boob talk lately, but this is what's going on in my life. And you need to see it because maybe it's not boobs for you. Maybe it's you just had a baby. Maybe you had a total hip replacement. All kinds of injury or illness ask you to have grace with yourself. But they also ask you to move through a space of love and kindness. And I had to work through that to get to here. And I know that you can do it too. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Live Well with Jacqueline, the podcast. Have a great day.